podcast. My name is John Motors. With me, as always, is uh, Nathaniel and Dennis. Eric is at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo this weekend, so I think he's just wrapping up with that. I think he because he usually doesn't stay the Sunday. I don't think, but this this year he decided to stay the Sunday. So, um, so he's uh, he'll be here next next show. May try to do a retro podcast next week with him just to get more of the retro stuff that he saw, but. Well, we'll see. Anyway, uh, we were we were so busy talking, we almost didn't start the show on time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for us though, just start and we forget and be like, "Oh, hey, whoops." Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I could have could have kept playing the play. You know, could have kept playing the music. Just let it sit there. You know, it'd be fine. It's it's fine. It's all good. It's, I guess it's so. I'm I'm so unprepared. I didn't even change shirts. I'm still wearing my old beat up. Um, Green Bay shirt that's all raggedy and got holes in it, and <laughs> I didn't even get dressed up today. So, <laughs> but that's okay. Nobody's here to you know. If you're unless you're watching us live, you're not here to see us anyway. You're just here to hear us. So that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But we'll start off with like we we'll start off with what we always do with what we've been playing. Um, Nathaniel, why don't you go first? I don't know what Disco Elysium is. (laughs) (laughs) So both of the games that I've been playing came out this past week. Uh So I've been playing like a little bit of each of these, like, I don't know, maybe four hours ish of each. I haven't actually looked, so I'm not sure how much I've been. But Disco Elysium is PC only, although I believe it's supposed to be coming to, I think, PlayStation at least in the future at some Uh point. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But it is a, let's see, let's read the Steam description. A groundbreaking open-world role-playing game, which I'm going to be like, nah, that's not what it is. So, I mean, kind of, sort of, but not really in the way you think of open-world, because it's all isometric. Uh, Art style is, like, hand-painted kind of backgrounds and stuff. The characters are uh actual like meshes and things Uh so that they can animate them but the way that they've you know done the shaders it blends in so they look kind of almost like they would be hand drawn it has like an art style that reminds me of like a couple of games kind of like sword and sorcery a little bit plus um oh crap there i had another one now totally it slipped my brain but it's very kind of a gritty grungy look Hmm, and you uh you're a detective and you wake up in this kind of hotel room at the beginning of the game and you don't remember how you got there or who you are even. So part of it is mystery of who am I? And then you're also there to solve like a murder. There's like a guy hanging from the tree in the back of the hotel. You have to go figure out like how did they get there? Who killed them? Look at all these clues. But it's, I don't know, it's a very unique weird kind of take on stuff so it's very much a crpg but more towards the dialogue end of things it's than like Mm -hmm. action there's not even really any action in it that i've run into so far there's a lot of different stuff in like environment you can click on and look at but the way that it does kind of its skill trees or you know the attributes uh for when you do character creation you can either pick some pre-built ones or build your own they have let's see what is it? it's like mobility which is kind of like how good you are with your hands and stuff so like how good you can aim or whatever if you're shooting kind of that stuff yeah. your strength which i forget what that kind of is called and then the other two have to do with like how smart you are <laughs> so i'm playing kind of a smart not that great 
physical, like I'm pretty weak, but I have a little bit of mobility kind of on there. And all these things come into different skill checks, even during dialogue. So it's almost like your brain or subconscious is talking to you and revealing different things when you're talking to people or seeing something. And depending on how you're specced out, you may or may not get the same kind of stuff as everyone else. Because I've even looked at a little bit of like a couple of playthroughs, like the beginning parts, just because I was curious. And like a lot of the dialogue is like slightly different. So it's supposed to be a lot of player choice and how that you kind of go through the things and the way your character is spec will uh, change how you actually go through this and kind of change, you know, the way you experience the game, I guess. So I may, they also, depending on what choices you make, eventually you get like a thing you see on what kind of a cop you are. And they have all these different weird categories that you get like points in Mm -hmm. kind of invisibly so there's like super cop, the sorry cop, good cop, bad cop, you know, all sorts of them. There's like a dozen or more of them. And then like that gains you different things. So let's see, what is the thing that's like other things that want to go So you kind of have like you have like an inventory of stuff hmm. you pick up, kind of like a point and click adventure game, because that's a little bit how it controls. Because yeah. you're clicking around everywhere with your mouse. And uh like you go, you can talk to people you can examine things all the stuff you have a notebook that has all of like your uh different tasks and it's very vague so it's like find out who dumped the victim's uh clothes in the trash and some other ones of like we'll even have some stuff like this might take a while indicating this is a quest that's gonna be around for a while and a lot of times it's just very vague so you just kind of end up finding clues for this thing somewhere else you're like oh hey neat cool but i don't know it's (laughs) It's got a very weird writing style, and it's kind of like trying to be trying to be super gritty, but it comes off as a little campy yeah. because of it. And some of it, you're just like, uh, I've groaned a bit. I'm just like, really, that's what you did. And then some of it, I've laughed out loud. So I don't know, it's kind of a little bit of a mixed bag. And I don't know if maybe that's just different people have different uh, kind of experiences on it based on how you build your character. Who knows. It's very interesting looking. It looks really cool. I like yeah. the art style, and you know, it's kind of got that isometric camera, like Diablo three, you know, kind of or Diablo kind of, you know. It's very it much like it. an old like Fallout, or yeah. like uh, one of the ones a lot of people compare it to is a uh, Planescape Torment, yeah. and a couple other old CRPG type things from back in the day. But you're running around by yourself for a bit, and then you get like a another guy that comes with you so it's like it's a big party based thing it's pretty much just individual but you have uh, like clothing slots so you get different clothes that you put on that all have different weird attributes that uh, increase or decrease other things wow. you have health and morale which if you run out of I think either one of those or at least health you die morale might just make you start going crazy I don't know I haven't lost all of it yet so I'm not sure uh, um, Metacritic yeah, scores. It's ninety-one out of a hundred. It's getting a lot ratings. of it's crazy. It's Jeez. getting a lot of high scores. Yeah. So I think mostly what I see is a lot of people like of how flexible it is is just giving you just different paths and things to take, yeah. and it plays out way differently. You know, your second time through, if you do like a different spec for your character, it's going to be completely different. You might run and find different things. You might find an area that your other character just couldn't find because they had different uh, stats, mm-hmm. or you just make different choices. 
and then I don't know, the the one thing that a lot of people are kind of knocking on is they don't quite hit with the writing. It's because it's very stylized. Right. And then there's some stuff in there that like would definitely offend some people because <laughs> you can go down some branches. Like there's a guy on the side of the street whose character name is like racist uh, driver or something or other, and you start talking to this guy, and he just starts you know going spouting all this stuff and you can either like feed into it and, like keep them going or you could shut them yeah. down or whatever you can, depending on how you want the conversation to go uh good you're old just, racist like, charlie reading the stuff and you're just like okay yep <laughs> you nailed that character trait good job game <laughs> so i'm enjoying it so far it's pretty fun sounds like uh, it looks really cool it's kind of a game that you're meant to, I think, just get into and sort of exist for a while and meander around and find things. It's not very, it's very non-linear in that you're not going point to point to point to point. Right. You kind of like start out a little bit, and then once you've gotten through the first bit, it's kind of like here you go, figure out the stuff, go. <laughs> it's not really holding your hand too too much. It does have like uh, dice rolls in it that are like a couple of like d6s icons will show up on the screen and it'll show you the result of rolls and like hey you succeeded or failed because of this stat etc and a lot of it is in dialogue yes that's cool looks really really neat i have to add it to my steam uh, wish list yeah. keep an eye on it. it's got some narration for a lot of, or voiceover for like the important stuff but then there's just a lot of reading text yeah at least it's you know well presented text. It's, it's the font is easier enough to read. It's stylized that it's not boring to look at. So yeah. you know it's a lot of text. It's not just like Times New Roman boring. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I definitely I played like other games in the past where it's just like yeah, it's just text. You can read it. We're not going to make it too yeah. too special. Yeah. yeah, that looks really neat. I've never <laughs> heard of it before never heard of the com- the the developer either i hadn't heard of it either i just seen like a preview or two of it uh, like a month or two ago and then another preview reminded me about it right before it came out and i was like oh cool but yeah it's pc only right now yeah you know, it seems like one of those games that i would usually get a uh, uh an email about you know we usually yeah. get the pr emails from kind of different strange you know unique games usually uh, we get a lot of indie games but that one i have not uh I'm not seeing so. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of come out of nowhere and then made a little bit of a splash. If you pay attention to kind of PC gaming sites, a lot of them have been covering it this week. Yeah, looks cool. But otherwise, you wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah. Although I think it's it's doing well enough that it'll probably go elsewhere. The one thing I wish that I it doesn't have that it did is an alternate control scheme that's not just purely point and click. So if I could use the like even a controller or the keyboard to walk around. Yeah, that would be nice, but it, the way that it works, I don't see why they couldn't just do that if they wanted to make a console port. It, should, it seems like it'd be fairly easy to do. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking through my PR emails to see if anybody's even mentioned anything. I got one P- email on Tuesday for Good Old Games that if you buy it on Good Old Games, you receive a free copy of Underrail. So. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Some yeah, other, even more obscure game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah, uh, free game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no shortage of weird games you've never heard of on PC. Mm-hmm. Like Steam is by itself is a huge, huge pool of yeah. things you've never heard of. <laughs> That's true. The other game that I've uh, been playing that also came out, I think the same day even, is uh, Children of Morta, and mm-hmm. it's on 
PlayStation and Xbox as well. Yeah, it's coming to yeah. Switch as well, but it's actually delayed on the Switch for some reason, or it's yeah. coming out later or something like that. They might be having trouble getting it to run well, maybe? Could be. Or I they don't just, know. or maybe they're small enough they had to delay it to. I don't know, get the other ones out. I don't know. I don't know. They may be doing a physical release of it. They may be holding off till the they can release the physical and digital at the same yeah. time, maybe. I don't know. I can see how they'd have to work on a Switch version more than the, the other ones, just for performance-wise. Right. They they're going to have to tweak it to get it to run because there's some, you know, just because of the amount of art and other things going on in some parts of the game, it's kind of like, eh, okay, I can see how the Switch would have some trouble with yeah. it. Yeah. But it is a story-driven, they call it a story-driven action RPG on Steam, but it's more like a roguelite mm. where you're going into a dungeon on runs and then when you die, you come back and start over. You don't actually die in the game. You have some like magical crystal things that zap you back out and then you start back over. But like a lot of those, you're getting things that remain permanent for all of your runs. So you're not mm. just like, butting their head up against a wall like a lot of the more hardcore ones this one's definitely a lot more leaning into some story and presentation versus we got to be really hard to play yeah it but it has cool. great presentation this game is so much fun it's got like just from the get-go you have like really pretty art style and it's got this really nice kind of uh, narrator to it that reminds me of something like, like Bastion even. It's got kind of that like cool flavor to it. It's not reacting to what you're doing. Yeah. Just like the tone of voice and stuff to it feels a lot like that kind yeah. of fairy tale right. type uh, yeah. style to it. So it's like every time you get like end of run, you come back and there's going to be like a short little cut scene about something probably you know, depending on what you did in the dungeon and then like It'll be like, blah, 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 the family did this. So you're a family of heroes, and you unlock different ones of them as you go. You start with two of them that you can choose to play with at the start, and then you get up to six, I think, different people you can play as. So you start with either a guy with a sword and shield or a girl who has a bow and arrow. Hmm. And they play quite differently. I've unlocked one more. You have one uh, kid that has, like, daggers, that's a lot more uh, fast attack style, like dual daggers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're going into dungeons to clear the land of corruption because there's this corruption going on and it's very kind of mysterious. And like, ooh, you got to figure out how to clear all this. The land, all like, the dead are coming back kind of a story. But yes, it's not super heavy on it. It's very more on being a little bit mysterious and kind of building a little bit of lore as you go. And mm. you're discovering a few things as you're going through these caves and stuff at the start of the game i've only made it i've only gone to like a couple of the areas so far because the start of the game you're definitely like gonna go a little bit and then die <laughs> so i made it i made it to the first boss like probably three or four times before i was able to beat it just because i didn't have enough health to do it because mm. it's like oh hey i got hit a couple times and i'm dead <laughs> so like you're gathering well I, they have a different name for it but you're gathering gold and you don't lose your gold when you die from what I can tell unless you're losing a percentage of it maybe I don't know it seems like you whatever you get you gather that and then in between runs you can upgrade stats for everybody all the characters as a whole mm -hmm. so everybody's like movement speed or attack you know, amount or the amount of health you can upgrade those. So once you unlock people later on, they're not like super weak to start with if you've upgraded some of those things. Yeah. 
And then each character on their own has an upgrade tree, so you can upgrade like their skills or stats and different things. It's not super complicated, but every time you kind of go up a level, there is a trait that applies to all of the other characters as well. So like, depending on what the character is good at, like, hey, this one will increase everyone else's crit chance, or this one will increase everybody's movement speed, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it pay, it's kind of incentivizing you to play everybody as you unlock them so that you level them up a little bit so that you get all the skill bonuses for everyone else, even if they're maybe not your favorite character. But right. You have, like, a main attack. You can dodge. You, have, you can unlock, like, a special attack. And then each character plays a little bit differently. So the Sword and Shield guy unlocks, like, rage powers eventually, so you build up a rage meter and then that you do a special thing. Mm. Then... They all have, like, the first two characters have stamina, so you can only, like, certain things affect it. Not your main attack, but, like, rolling has its own thing. And then the stamina, for if you're holding up your shield, you can only take so many hits before the stamina bar goes out. Or for the bow and arrow one, if you're moving while shooting, you can only do that for so long before you just stop dead in your tracks unless you stop firing. So it's a little way to kind of throttle your characters at the beginning so they're not super powerful to start with and gives you a sense that you're like building up over time yeah and uh the daggers one is interesting because it's different it's more of a build-up of stamina toast so each time you land a successful hit your attack speed goes up to a certain point like and then once you've filled that bar it's like the maximum attack speed and then as soon as you don't attack anything for a while it drops back off So, so far, at least all the characters have a dif- different flavor to them for playing it, so it keeps it from feeling old, like, oh, this is just the same thing over and over again. Mm. But yeah, so far, I've just been in, like, a couple of different kind of style <laughs> of games. So there's lots of skeletons and bats and some, like, kind of ogre-looking things, <laughs> as well as the weird corruption goo enemies that look like kind of this dark purple goo, and they come in different varieties of stuff, so. Yeah. I don't know, this is a very fun game i highly recommend it and it would be pretty cool on switch too it'd be a really fun go uh on on the go handheld game yeah and and that's and that's kind of what interested me about it It looked like it'd be a cool game on the switch and um, there's all sorts of different like power-ups you get and different things that you unlock as it starts fairly simple and when i first started again i was like oh there's not much to it but as you go it keeps layering on different things so it's drip feeding you new cool stuff to do or go after cool yeah, it looks. I've heard good things about it. So, yeah, that one's also getting a lot of good reviews yeah, out there. So, I can tell you they're all right because it's a good game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what see. have you guys been playing? Well, let's see. I picked up. Uh, we were up at Walmart the other day doing some grocery shopping. I just happened that Walmart had clearanced out some uh, play DualShock Four controllers, so they were selling them for like twenty five dollars. Uh, for the clear ones or whatever. And I, I wanted one for my Apple TV because I've been doing the free month of the Apple Arcade, which I, I didn't put it in the notes because I haven't played it a ton, but it is really, really cool. They got a lot of cool games on. It's like five bucks a month, um, which I'm playing the first month for free. But what's sweet is, is you could use your, you know, your PlayStation 4 or Xbox One controller on your iPhone or on the Apple TV or whatever. And, uh, What's what's kind of cool about it is is you can actually use your DualShock Four on your iPhone and do remote play on your PlayStation Four, 
So you can just sit and play your PlayStation 4 on your iPhone with your DualShock 4 controller, which is <laughs> is pretty cool. But it actually works really well. But yeah, so uh, when I was looking through the the electronics section, they just happened to have a copy of Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered on the Switch for like 20 bucks for some reason. So I was like, all right, for 20 bucks, I'll pick that up for $20. Not bad no, and I, I had read the reviews when it first came out that it was, you know, it had performance issues. It didn't look as good as it did on the PS4 with HDRs. I don't know if maybe they've just done some patches or, I mean, there was a pretty substantial patch that I had to download, but I think it looks fantastic on the Switch. Um, I mean, it's not like PlayStation 4 you know up here but it's it's pretty close to it now i mean i haven't seen any stuttering or drop in or pop in in fact for the way it looks i'm kind of surprised how well it plays on the switch it feels um, like if it plays and looks like it did originally on the 360 and ps3 then like, yeah sure it's that's about what the switches came that's out. all you can really ask for. Yeah. yeah it's like somewhere in between playstation yeah. 4 and playstation 3 it's not quite as it looks better than the 360 and the PlayStation 3, but it doesn't look as good as it would on PlayStation 4. It's kind of this weird in between. But was, I mean, Assassin, I mean, was Assassin's Creed 3 on Wii U or was 4 the first no, one? No, it was on Wii U. Three was, it was on, on Wii U. Wii U. Okay. So at the very least, it'll look better than the Wii U would probably. Yeah, I would say. I never played it on Wii U, so I'm going to guess that it probably does. Yeah. I don't know. But. I mean, I've played it before, but it was kind of like, well, it'd be cool to play a, a handheld version. It also has the Vita game on there, too. The uh, Chronicles? Uh, no, the one that came out when Assassin's Creed 3 came out with the with the chick in it. Um, what's that called? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Um, Liberation. Liberation, yeah. yeah. Liberation. Liberation yeah. yeah, it's on there, too. I haven't played it yet to see how much better it looked than the Vita version, so... I want Chronicles so bad. That, that's like the perfect handheld game, which is why I got it on video forever ago. And I feel like it'd be perfect on Switch as well. Yeah, Assassin's it would Creed be. Chron- I know a lot of people didn't really care for it too much, but uh, I, I thought it was kind of refreshing. So yeah, I, liked I liked them. I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah, I could see those on uh, on Switch. Um, but I think the next one, I think they're actually bringing out Black Flag and uh, Rogue in a two-pack. Yeah, right, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what those look like uh, when they come out. But I also went ahead and picked up The Witcher 3 on the Switch. And the only reason I did it was, it wasn't that I wanted to, it wasn't that I never played The Witcher 3 before, but after hearing all the reviews and watching all the videos of it, I was like, okay, I've got to see this game running on the Switch myself. I was like, and just to have it, because that's something that I never you know, would think that a game that they would never be able to put on the the system uh, the switch to begin with. Um, it is really fantastic on the switch. I mean, it, it, it looks good for a switch console. I'll, I'll say this. If you play, if, if you ever play the Witcher three on the switch, don't play it on your TV, play it in handheld mode. That's pretty much what the digital foundry review of it was saying. Yeah. Like it's okay, fine on TV, but it's really made for handheld. Yeah, it, it is clearly yeah. really made for handheld. Now, does it look like that they spread Vaseline on characters and places? Yeah, it kind of does every once in a while. You know, you could kind of go, "Ooh, yeah, that that looks very blurry and muddy." But is it playable? Absolutely. You know, does it have all the voice acting, the music, the, you know, the cutscenes? The cutscenes seem to be where the issues kind of creep up with that game. A lot of pop in with the cutscenes and 
and things like that. But as far as just regular plain old gameplay, it is fantastic. I mean, it, it works really well on the switch. I'm really, really surprised how well it works on the switch. Now um, for, for Witcher three, I feel like is that with the cutscenes Cause you, you had mentioned they kind of, you saw a little bit of sacrifice there. Are they still in real time or are they pre-rendered? No, they, they look, you know what? I don't, I some of them are pre-rendered at least. For okay. Sure. Yeah, uh, okay, that's, because they yeah. were in the original game, so I wouldn't know why they would stop that. But yeah, I, I, I guess I guess the question I was trying to ask was just I wondered if they were just like you know just to kind of because the switch being the switch, they're just like all right, well at the very least the cutscenes, you know, record them beforehand and just play an MP4. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it does. Yeah, but they're because... going to they have had to downgrade that too in order yeah, to yeah, bit, yeah. get off fit, so they're not going to be rendering them at like super high resolution they're gonna put a lot right. of compression on that just so they could fit everything on just a little switch cartridge yeah i mean right. it, it, like at the beginning when you they do the cutscene and you know he's in the tub and he's talking with the you know, blah 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 and that's then, all real time yeah and then when it goes then when it shifts and all of a sudden it turns into oh i can move around i mean it does that it still goes and it's and it's seamless I mean, you could see the kind of the backgrounds change and the, you know, a little bit. The grass doesn't look, things off in the distance pop up and, you know, things like that. Which, I mean, I expect that, you know, just, but just the technical marvel of actually playing The Witcher 3 in a very, very, very playable form on the Switch in handheld mode is, it blows my mind. That's astounding. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth it just for that. It's it's one of those games that I'll play for a little while, and then I'll go on to something else, and then later I'll pick it back up again and play it a little more. Because, you know, I've already played it on the PlayStation 4, so. Right. But just... I don't know if you ever saw the uh, Digital Foundry. Before the Switch version came out, they tried to, like, emulate it. Like, they built a, a low-spec PC to yeah. kind of emulate what a Switch would be like. And, and even Switch uh, still looks better than somehow. Yeah looks better than what they built so i read an article this afternoon that said that hackers have that that hack their wii's have been able to run witcher 3 at 60 frames a second but it will absolutely almost melt the <laughs> melt the oh system yeah whatever because they the overclock time. everything so right, yeah. <laughs> so it's it pushes it real hard so apparently it's yeah. it is just the it's a it's a modded pc version set at the lowest settings is what they figured out it is okay. um uh, for the switch which i mean still that's it's still, it's still astounding. Uh, yeah it's still yeah. astounding it's, still, it's I mean, a huge game that they managed to fit onto like one cartridge yeah. dlc and all switch at all is kind of insane yeah. i will never buy it because that's not how i want to play that game i yeah. just think it's kind of neat that it does yeah I, I think if you've never played it and you only have a switch get it yeah mm -hmm. for sure. um but yeah it's just there's like a i think a two two or three gig update at the beginning but other than that everything else is on the cartridge um, it, I would have liked to have seen if we had the 64 gig cartridges out. Um, if we would have had to have, you know, if they would have been able to maybe, I don't know if that has anything to do with the you know, compression and this well, and that. Or... Interestingly enough, I was actually, cause I was making some space yesterday and uh, I know it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to vary from platform to platform, but I was making some space yesterday on my Xbox, just kind of shipping some games around and just, you know, cleaning up the hard drive a little bit. And Witcher 3 complete edition, I noticed with, was 30, 39.9 gigs now somehow. And that's, you know, obviously, you know, the 
you know, the B&B and the console one, they're going to yeah. try to make it look as nice as possible. Obviously not as nice as PC, but as nice as possible. So, you know, I, I guess surprisingly, you know, I think they just optimized it well enough. They're just like, yeah, yeah 32 would be fine because it's 40 normally, but unless I'm going crazy, but that's, I sort of got it said 39.9 on my Xbox. I have to check it on my PS4. I want to say it was in the 70s on PS4. But that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I just looked last night. I know right now the biggest game I have on my PlayStation Four is Battlefront or Battlefront Two, Star Wars Battlefront Two. It's a hundred and one freaking monstrosity gig. Yeah, I, I think EA and Ubisoft just stopped. They threw compression out the window. Yeah. Like, the freaking, the raw files only. Raw files only. Just go. Yeah, but I, I could have <laughs> swore that it was like. But I have all the DLC and everything. I could have swore it was seventy five, but maybe maybe I'm just remembering wrong. I don't know. I have so many games on. I've got a three terabyte hard drive and it's three fourths away full. So right. yeah, at this point, it's like whatever. I don't even pay attention to it. So, um, but yeah, the other game that I played, we actually got a review code for it. Um, is uh, Northguard um, on the Switch? It came out on consoles a couple of weeks ago. It's been out on PC. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a Norris game, a Viking game, but it's kind of like a, I, I don't know if I'd really, I'd call it an RTS, um, world building so that, game. It um, looks like RTS from screenshots, yeah. but I'm not sure how it plays. Yeah, well, it, it plays a little RTS. It plays a little Civilization. It kind of, it's kind of a good mm. mesh of both. Um, you yeah. kind of, they kind of drop you into a land. You you build houses and and get people and stuff like that and then you you train up soldiers to move against this you know uh group of vikings that killed your father and tried to murder all your people you know all your people and stuff and then you kind of meet different clans on the on the way through the world and you um you know you work uh to get uh alliances with them and and work in, in different goals it works really well on the uh on the uh, Switch and the PS, well, I guess it'd be PS4 and Xbox One. You know, it's it's that very mouse and keyboardy hover over this and that and that and this. But they have like a wheel that you you know hold a trigger down. Oh, I want to build this and build that. It's it's very wheel based, which makes it kind of easier with a uh, with sticks, you know, control sticks to to do with the than the mouse. But it has tons of options on it. It's got uh, you could play the story mode. You could play multiplayer. You could play. Um, Oh, what is this one? The one mode called? I'd have to look it up. Um, there's single player skirmish that you can play where you just they just drop you in. You do a you know you got goals. You meet them and then you go on to another one. Um, there's one called they call it Northguard Ragnarok. It is uh, it's pretty much like a horde mode. They just kind of drop you in wave after wave after wave after wave, and while the before the waves come up, okay, I got to rebuild this. I got to get armies together. Oh my gosh, I got to oh, it's too much. I'm over. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know, and all that is on the Switch version, um, and it is it's really cool. It's narrated. It's it's got a little mythology in there. Um, it is a really really cool game. It's it's really fun. I I really dig those kind of games. It's not it doesn't have a huge learning curve, but there is a challenge to it. Even playing it on casual, yeah, or whatever they call it, the, the you know, I put it on easy just to try to play it real quick. And even right. then, it's like. Why are my people getting upset? Why are they all dying? Why are they all angry? What have I, what have I, oh man, I've got to go back and i got to do this. So then I'll start the you know thing over again and put these up. Oh, okay, good. Now we're going to the next one. It's like, 
well, you got to have this and this and this and this. Well, I got this and this and this and this. Why is everybody getting mad and, and getting sick? And, oh, no, now I got rats coming into here. Oh, I got to do this. And, you know, it's... Um, so you may, I may, I have to play like two or three times over, you know, each level to get it to, you know, go, okay, this is because it doesn't hold your hand. It just says, here's your goals and you got to figure out how to get to them. So it's like, well, how do I get them to do this? Oh, I have to build that. I have to, you know, do this and that. And it's, it's a really, really fun game. I like it a lot. It's, uh, I think they even have a physical version. It's ten dollars more than it is on Steam. It's twenty dollars on Steam or twenty nine on Steam. I think it's thirty nine or thirty four on uh, um, Switch. And they, I noticed the other day that they actually have a physical version of it out. I had no idea that they even released a physical version of it because <clears throat> you know it's not done by Limited Run or anything like that. But it's a very small company that that brought it out. But I probably end up buying it physically just because I like it that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you like those RTS world builder type of games, um, it's a fun pick up, play for an hour, set it down. You know, oh, I got this chapter done. I got this chapter done and stuff like that. So, uh, pretty cool. So Dennis, what have you been playing? A lot of horror stuff uh, still, I guess. Still it's October. <laughs> as long as it's October, it's not going to stop. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, the uh, one thing I beat – well, yeah, we beat it yesterday. And uh, so this is this is a game I've been looking forward to for months and uh, finally came out. I can't remember if it was in early access. I don't usually play games in early access because nothing bothers me more than, like, getting super immersed into it. And then, like, right – you know, three hours later, it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, this is all we have. You know, and it's just like, oh, my God, but it was so good. Like, I just – I just rather – go from beginning to end i don't i don't really like early access games just finish your game and then i'll and then i'll play it uh sometimes i never finish it so. uh, yeah exactly yeah, which is precisely why i refuse to pay for that stuff uh also like well when i don't know when people started i, I thought you had to pay testers now all of a sudden we're paying the debt to test their game uh so Easy. anyways yeah. <laughs> uh works but, out well sometimes so. yeah there's yeah. some really really good games that went through like early access yeah that's true. True, true. Uh, but yeah, so it's a game called The Beast Inside. Uh, that game, oh my god, was... It's... The best way to put it is it's it's like a mix of like if like Layers of Fear met... Uh, uh, I don't know. Some people... Is it, is it Visage or Visage? That kind of PT-inspired mm. game. It's been in early access for like ever. Um, but at like a little bit of that as well. And, uh, man, that, that game like really just takes you through like just, just the, the psychological aspect of it is just absolutely insane. Um, uh, you're, you basically switch between two people, one that's like way in like the historical era of, uh, uh, Boston. So we're talking, people are still using like, you know, lamps to kind of, right. you know, there's no electricity or anything like that. Um, and uh, and then you switch to not necessarily modern day, but like late seventies, um, of someone who moves to this house, and you know slowly but surely just starts to basically starts to co- mentally collapse, basically, because there's this kind of weird aura that's happened uh, and that's lingering in this in this property, and he's basically just trying to figure out uh, what it is, why it's there, why it continues to happen, you know, and if it's exclusive to him because his wife seems to be fine for some reason, even though like she's seeing some things too but it's not as intense as you know the main character that you're playing as 
And, uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely insane. Now, there were some super frustrating moments throughout that game where it's just like, okay, we need to just – it's it's a problem I have with some horror games where it's just like I feel like some things are just artificially prolonged where I'm just like, okay, we need, we can move on already. Like just – just like there's – like right near – like it was close to the end where you have to go through this swamp area. And I was getting frustrated because I was just like, we, we have to go find this lady's house. The lady's house was – her name is Maria. And we have to go to her house. And we were in this swamp area for the better part of like an hour, hour and a half. And like the thing that killed me was like near the beginning, like at the beginning of the chapter, it's a chapter based game. And there's like 12 chapters, I believe. And uh, at the beginning of the chapter, he's just like the character goes, he goes, he goes, it's not that far. It should be right over that bridge. And like an hour, hour and a half later, we're still going through this swamp. And I'm just like, come on, dude, like (laughs) just get it over with we're still walking across that bridge <laughs> right. no it drives me crazy like just get it over with just take me there so we can move on like right. it's just it's so prolonged and like there's a lot of great puzzle on it. like the puzzle elements in this game were fantastic oh my god and uh all the all the parts of horror were so cleverly done and um just 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 brilliant and it's what i've wanted out of a horror game in a long long time um but yeah, just some parts were just like, just get it over with. Like we've been, we've been here for too long. It's like just stop, just stop. You you like literally, if you had shaved off thirty minutes from this chapter, I still would have known and accomplished the same exact thing. Yeah. So, it, but you but instead you're making me walk around just because you want to you want to put in a couple more jump scares. That's what it is. Yeah, it's filler. Uh-huh. It's filler for the jump scares. That's all it is. That's and it's just filler. Yeah, and and it just it drives me crazy. Like just like I think we it's a let me see. I think I ended up playing. It was about seven hours for me. I think on average, every for everyone's been experienced about six six and a half hours. I it took me about roughly seven hours. Um, but honestly, like without all that filler, it would have been that would have been such a solid like five hour game mm-hmm. if like there just wasn't all that nonsense that you know every chapter had at least a little bit of filler. And uh, but man, the puzzles were so good. Like they were so so good. If anyone's played, um, uh, what was that game? The uh, the room, the room. They're kind of like those where it's very intricate, uh, very intricate and very uh, yeah. It's just it, it. There's puzzles within puzzles within puzzles. You know, it's like they give you this block. You know, you think you figured it out. The block opens is yet another puzzle inside the all. You know, almost almost like one of those uh, you know Russian dolls, but puzzles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know why I love those. I love those. I, I love a challenge when it comes to puzzles. So um, now there was an issue where they gave me a riddle. I am not good at riddles, so that's <laughs> when, that's when all hell broke loose, and I was like, oh man, I might have to look this up. So, but uh, but it was just one riddle. Uh, thank God. But that that's when I was stumped. I, I just I'm not a fan of riddles, man. It's just I don't want to. A lot of the time to me, it's just word soup, you know, yeah. and it's just like, hey, it's it's something that's so profound where it's just like, I'm not even sure the riddle knows what the hell it's talking about. Like, it's just one of those things where you just have to, it's it's RNG at that point. And it's just like, all right, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. We'll get it at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the Beast Inside is absolutely fantastic. Um, it is, uh, it does have a launch discount. It's a $25 game and honestly, such a great $25 game. I think that's the mm-hmm probably one of the best horror games I've played in a very long time. Certainly one of the top I've played this year, right next to uh, Resident Evil 2. Um, so, and uh, yeah, I would highly recommend it. It does have a launch discount of 10% off. However, if you own, what was it? I think if you own either Agony 
or uh, Lust for Darkness, then you can get an additional 15% off. And then I think it's like around $18, which honestly for a game like this is an absolute steal. Um, and my God, the graphics in this game are insane. There's a lot of game that always like, they're always like, look, it's, it, you know, we have a photorealistic perspective on this. And it's like, ah, oh, it looks okay. <laughs> like, but, yeah, but this was genuinely like, there were moments, especially mainly, be, mainly the environment, like every time i went outside i was like oh my god like just the foliage and the vegetation and everything just looks absolutely stunning it's god rays going through the trees oh my lord oh my lord it was beautiful um and i i kept saying throughout my playthrough of the game where it's just like who is the environmental artist of this game like they're the mvp of this yeah. game like without them i don't know what this game would have been because my god it was just the level design and the environment and the, just the textures of everything and, and oh my god it was so so wonderful <laughs> so wonderful <clears throat> but uh but yeah no that was the beast inside and i, I highly recommend it um you know outside of the frustrating parts oh and the loading was horrendous oh my oh. god like that was probably that was the scariest part of the game was the loading <laughs> like every <laughs> every every time i died i was like oh god here we go like i would literally i think i timed it my longest one was about uh closer to a minute 45 seconds to a minute oh, and geez. i was just like dude this is this is this is stupid. This is stupid, especially like when there's like those QTE sequences where like if you mess one thing up, you will die. It's not a matter of yeah, like, and then you, gotta do you it have all no. Over again. Yeah, and uh, the checkpoints. I don't want to say they're bad. They're not bad, but they're definitely further away than you'd like them to be. You know, they're 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 out of that comfort zone. You know, it's nothing that's not reasonable, but like I said, out of that comfort zone. So uh, every time you had to like reload, it's like, oh my God, not only do I have to sit upwards of a minute, you know, waiting for this thing, but uh, you know, now I got to go and, and do, you know, X, Y, Z again, you know, just to kind of, yeah. yeah, get to that next point. Well, that sounds um, like me. I'm, I, they, uh, I totally forgot I had not played the Telltale Games Batman Enemy Within game. And, I still haven't played and, that one actually. Season two, I haven't played yeah. that. I played the first one, but well, season. it's it's on sale on Switch for seven fifty or something like that, and oh, okay. yeah, and they never put those Telltale games on sale. And I'd played well, I played the first one on Xbox, but I also played it on Switch because I got it physically on Switch. Right. I just didn't finish the last chapter for some reason, I, and. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I want to buy this because I've been wanting to play it. It's like, oh crap, I forgot. I haven't finished the last chapter of the other one, so I want all that stuff to carry over. Went back and played it, got down to the other night, it got down to the, the end of it, and the game, I missed something anyway, and I died, and it was like, restart? Yep, restart. And I just sat there at the black screen and went, oh. shut the thing down, and it had wiped that that save for that chapter i had to start the whole chapter over again oh it was like God. i'm sitting for two hours and did all this it's like oh here i'll do it again it's like telltale <laughs> i will forever well you don't have to worry about that anymore than i'm making That's but true. it's <laughs> but uh i've always said telltale has some of the greatest stories i've ever experienced in any game ever like their narrative is just fantastic however the engine that they use is one of the worst and I hate it yeah. so much. I have never played a Telltale game that didn't just have poor optimization and didn't crash at least at least ten times by the time I beat that game. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it, it was almost a feature. It was one per chapter. It was, 
It was too much. Oh, best one I ever had was Tales of, from the Borderlands. Never crashed anything in those. Mm -hmm. It's the only Telltale game I never had. Any I don't think I ever had any problems with that one when I played it either. It's uh, also the best game that they ever made. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that game is so good. It's so good. I uh, I think the Telltale game I'm working on at the moment, which I still need to do season two of Batman, um, but um, I'm I'm I still need to start. I just downloaded it recently, and you start the uh, the final season of uh, Walking Dead because that was what kind of introduced me to Telltale. I don't know if that's what they started with. I don't think it is. Maybe it is. No, they started. Walking um... Dead is kind of the first that uh, this the era of uh telltale the license stuff. telltale is where they started but they did stuff before that like sam and max and a whole bunch of other stuff go, okay. go back and play jurassic park stuff Ooh. oh that oh, okay i forgot that was telltale oh my god yeah Lord. yeah and nathaniel's face says it all <laughs> yeah oh yeah ooh. That was a learning game where yes. they learned what not to do. Yeah, yeah, you are absolutely <laughs> right there. Uh, I think it was free on PlayStation Plus or something like that. I'm like, oh, Telltale game. I haven't played any since Sam and Max on the PC. Let me sit down and, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. It's like, thank, yeah, thank God they bounced back from that one because, whoo. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I anything I, I I love Telltale and it's it really it really it just really sucks what happened to them, yeah. um, honestly. Um and uh, especially in the middle of, you know, uh, the final season of Walking Dead, which I mean that story I don't care about the show, I don't really care about the comics, but the game, like that story, that narrative and Clementine as a character herself, I, yeah. she means a lot to a lot of people, you know, and that narrative does as well. So it was really sad when, you know, I mean they had to just I mean they went pretty much or they announced bankruptcy what, like pretty much two episodes into that game yeah. out of the four or five that they were supposed to have. And Something then like thankfully, um, what was the name? Is it uh, Robert, Robert Kirkman? Is that uh, the guy who, who created the walking dead? Uh, um, maybe I don't remember. Yeah. I, it sounds right, but I'm not for sure. Off the top right. Of my head. Uh, but he, uh, thankfully he came in and swooped and kind of saved the game. He was just like, no, no, we'll, we're, we're going to finish this, you know, for the fans and, and everything like that. So uh, Skybound uh, came in, which was his production company. And uh, yeah, and then they helped them, you know, finish out that game. Thank God. We'll so, see if uh, new Telltale gets to capture the magic of old Telltale. Because someone yeah. bought the rights to that and they're starting it up again. So they have like Batman and Wolf Among Us, I think, is the one they Yeah, that, that was what I noticed when those games went on sale. The name of the company starts with an A. Because now in the eShop, they're not even listed as a Telltale game anymore. It's like S. I, I, I static or something. I don't know. It uh, threw me when I saw it. I went, Oh, cause you know, I didn't even realize it had went down to like $15 on the eShop <laughs> to begin with, much less go on sale for half of that. Right. Um, cause it was like 30 or $40. I need I to like, buy that. Yeah, I I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to wait. Um, cause I was hoping they would bring out a physical version and then they shut down and everything. It's like, well, there goes the hope for a physical version. So never mind. Um, right. But yeah, the, the I was I hope I, I hope they do another Wolf Among Us game. I love the Wolf Among Us. That Wolf comic book series, Fables, was a really good. That one. was a really good one. Yeah. 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 So I like that one too. But. Uh... Anyway, so we were talking about what you were playing. Right. <laughs> um, so in, in addition to that, just because, you know, it is it is October. And the reason why I'm playing so many horror games is because, like, it was just, it's, it's, it's just something we're doing on, on, on the stream. Yeah. So, you know, it's just something we're just like, we do it every October. I'm just like, eh, you know, I, I love horror games. Let's just, 
you know, is just, you know, to, for some reason put ourselves in the situation where, you know, we may or may not, you know, uh, that be with our blood pressure going through the roof. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we recently uh, played uh, Misao. And the reason why I got super interested in this, I usually am not the biggest fan of RPG maker games. It's an RPG maker game. Mm. And um, the reason why I played it was because it reminded me so much of Corpse Party. And, uh, and, and Corpse Party, if I'm not mistaken, was a RPG maker game like way, way back when it started like in the like 90s or something. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how old Corpse Party really is. Um, but uh, Misao is this just this wonderful, wonderful game. Now, I realize they put a big emphasis on deaths. Like you will die. Like you, you like. There's no way you can go through that game without dying, and uh, so much so that I noticed late into the game that they actually have a list that keeps track of all the ways that you die. <laughs> like that's how that's how over the top it is, and things you wouldn't even expect to kill you, but, oh, they will kill you. Mm. So, like, I, for example, I walked into uh, this one laboratory, and I, all I did was pass by this desk, and apparently the phone all of a sudden started ringing. My character got so startled, fell back. She hit her head on something hard and just knocked out and died because she got a hip wrench. <laughs> and like, I was like a phone just, it was incredible. I, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, I was, and like the thing is like, the deaths are so clever and so unique that like, you can't even be mad. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where you're just like, you can't help but laugh. Uh, and uh, like, I did it in the right. office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, God, I try to remember like another goofy one. Like there was one where, uh, oh yeah, I pushed a locker. There was a locker that was in my way that I had to push to grab this key on the other side. Mm. So I moved it, right? And I got the key, but then the locker fell through. Because uh, we're in this, like, dilapidated school similar to Corpse Party. It's all broken. Some floor pieces pieces are missing, you know. Uh, doors are broken. It's just it's just a mess. It, it looks like an absolute mess. And uh, so this locker, I pushed it, and it fell through this, this void. Now, you would think it would fall down into the floor below you. What ended up happening was the locker went through the hole and then came right back from the sky like a like portal and then just landed on me and like smashed me i couldn't i, I couldn't believe it I, I couldn't believe it there's over if i'm not mistaken i think i saw this on steam review there's over 100 ways to die in that game it's like a three-hour game so it's not long so they yeah. put stuff everywhere so i was gonna say i'm looking at the steam page right now yeah, and uh, it's it's that story was so much better than it had any right to be. You know, a lot of R RPG maker games, they always every single one happens to be a clone of, or they try to make like a clone of Final Fantasy or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, um, but this one uh, had just an absolutely fantastic story. It was deep. Um, you know, the character development was great, and the fact that they told the story that they did, you know, within the span of three hours and had as much gameplay as they did as well, um, is is really really solid i don't know if it's made by a team of people or just one person i yeah. feel like it's made by one person but man that what, what an amazing job it reminds uh, me a did. lot of old uh, uh shin megami games or persona games like oh yeah yeah games. that's right yeah but uh that was absolutely fantastic and then after that they uh we played uh one other game called uh mad father which has like a slight connection to it 
um, which was super interesting. Um, and that was also like a very deep game as well. I didn't like it as much as Misao, but it was up there though, for sure. I was like, man, you're, you know, this developer here, like really just has a knack for storytelling. And they're three and bucks just, on Steam. They're $3. Yeah, they're nothing. They're nothing. They're cheap. Like, you know, it's like, it's so, I mean, definitely, you know, if you're interested in it, you know, go give it a try. Cause it's, it's, I mean, I promise you, you have literally paid more for coffee than you, you can, you can buy the bundle for $4 and 93 cents on steam. Exactly. Right now. I mean, you know, exactly. Wow. An absolute steal for those games. Yeah, so. Really cool. Uh, and, uh, lastly for the horror games, um, I've been playing, uh, or I beat, silver chains and uh silver chains was interesting because silver chains like if you've ever seen the movie mama uh that movie yeah just like imagine a video game version of that movie Hmm. basically and uh, it was super super duper interesting and um and uh, it, it but it was again it was one of those situations where it's just like, man, you had a lot of good good ideas going on that you just that were just kind of marred by things that you shouldn't have done. Like I nothing bothers me more than when like a survival horror game that has a big emphasis on puzzles and has had no combat all of a sudden throws you into a boss fight. What are you doing? What are you doing? Because, because it's and you can always tell right away how janky it is because it was not built for this i appreciate the ambition i appreciate the attempt to kind of make things more you know like oh my god okay the action has gone like over the top now you know um but it's clear that this was something it was an afterthought you know that you were like oh let's just see what 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 happened if we put a boss fight and yeah and it just it does not work and it's so annoying and home Home sweet home did the same thing not the one that we reviewed years ago but episode two came out recently Mm. Um, and I downloaded that and the ending, I've never been that ending. I'm not even joking. I was, I was, I was okay. I was like, I was like, this game's fine. I was enjoying it. And then the ending like literally ruined the entire game for me. It was that bad. Yeah. Not because from a storytelling perspective, but from a gameplay perspective, I was like, you just ruined, you had such a good thing going, but like, this is such a big of a con that like all those pros that you had, they're out the window. Yeah. Like it's that big of a con. And, um, I was, I was just miserable. Absolutely miserable. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, Silver Chains was fantastic. And I do have to give a shout out to uh, Head Up Games because uh, I did actually contact them because I just I, I, so, I just saw like apparently like they're very responsive. So I contacted them. I was like, hey, you know, uh, we're doing a horror month over on my stream. I was wondering, you know, I, I do a lot of writing for Gamers Lounge and Nintendo and everything. So, you know, I, I do press as well. So, yeah. um, you know, is it possible to, you know, to to get a, to get a code for it, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the for the stream for the horror month that we're having? And they were just like, yeah, man, here, go for it. So very nice of them yeah, so cool. yeah so thank you to head up games for for doing that um and uh but yeah no the, the the game was was very solid all things considered sound design was very good um but uh very very short though i think the game actually costs more than the beast within and you only get about maybe three hours of gameplay out of it so hmm. um you know I, I don't i would wait for a sale at least half off but it's definitely a game that's worth trying out and picking up if you're a fan of uh uh movies yeah movies movies like mama and uh what's what's another movie those i mentioned something oh the um the woman in black that mm. movie as well so uh yeah no that very very solid game otherwise so. cool. uh, big emphasis on the puzzles it wasn't as scary as i thought it was going to be but big emphasis on the puzzles um but man they they made those those scares count though like whenever <laughs> like you know the the scary moments did happen oh man they made it count yeah uh which is all you can really ask for. Right. So, yeah. 
And uh, lastly, uh, for better or for worse, um, I've been playing uh, Overwatch uh, on on Switch, on on Switch. And I say for better or for worse because uh, you know it's Overwatch. I love it, but right. uh, it's the Switch version. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and as someone who has played since launch, so now at this point for three ish years um, on PC, I, I just I could never wrap my head around playing that game with a controller and because i there's just so much in terms of button usage not when you're playing the base game itself like when you're playing the game itself fundamentally it's just like okay you're gonna shoot you know then you're gonna have your specials and then you're gonna jump and then you know you're gonna you're gonna if if, depending on some characters you're probably gonna zoom in right? right that's it you know and that's it but in addition to that though you have, you know, you can tell people you need healing. You can tell people, you know, hey, let's group up. You can have emotes. You can have sprays. You can have, uh, you know, so many, so many other things. And, um, you know, I have a 12-button a uh, MMO mouse. And uh, I have not all of them, but I want to say 10 out of the 12 buttons on the side of my mouse macroed for Overwatch. Right. So one's a melee button, one is a, you know, a, a certain commands and stuff. Just that way I don't have, because there's a wheel you can open, but that wheel is so big and then you have to, it takes a long time to navigate through that sometimes, especially for the voice lines and, um, you know, by me just clicking a button, I can say what I want to say, you know, and right. uh, you know, versus having to navigate through this thing in real time, mind you, you could be getting shot at while you have this big wheel that's just like, hey, what's the emote you want to use? Like, no, I'm getting shot at. I want to use an emote. <laughs> you know? So, uh, <laughs> Remotes, I'm getting killed. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I, you know, all that's macroed and, um, you know, stuff of like, you know, oh, my ultimates, you know, charge and so on and so forth. So, doing all of that that I do on PC, I just, it just felt immediately unoptimized for me. Like, forget about the 30 frames for a second. It was just like me, just like I couldn't quickly tell people like hey i need healing hey i need to do this i need to do that let's go over there let's group up you know um fall back so on and so forth you know it was like everything just felt like i had to take 10 extra steps to actually do what it is i wanted to do and um you know and, and since since it is at 30 frames thankfully locked so but it's it's just I was playing Total Mayhem and I recorded it. I did a compare. I did comparison footage. Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded a match of Total Mayhem that I played as Diva on my Switch, and then the same exact way on my PC. And if, Total Mayhem, for those of you that don't know, if you're not familiar with Overwatch, Total Mayhem basically, basically more or less gets rid of cooldowns. Cooldowns are gone, mm-hmm. and that's why it's called Total Mayhem because you can use all your abilities just everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Things that should normally take, you know, upwards of 15 seconds for you to use, um, you know, will now be recharged instantly and then you can do it again. You can do it again. You can do it again. You know, if you're Brigitte, if you're McCree, forget it. You're stunning people left and right. You can never move. <laughs> you know, it's it's miserable. So if you're playing against. Um, so, yeah. So and but on Switch, it just it felt like a normal match. Oddly enough, it was so weird. Yeah. It was so, so, so weird. I was like, this feels like a normal match, the total man. And uh, especially as Junkrat, I was, I, I, that's the biggest thing. Like, Total Mayhem is like Junkrat's, that's his thing. And that's why he's like the face of Total Mayhem, outside of the fact that he's crazy. Uh, is that, you know, he's he's got bombs like crazy that, you know, you can put a mine here, you can put a trap here, you know, and it's it's crazy. It's insane. 
and everyone has their health doubled as well and uh it's it's wild but on on switch man i just i i don't get it and the same thing goes with ps4 and this is not a switch exclusive thing like this is a ps4 and xbox one problem to me as well and i commend anyone who plays those games on the, on the console because because I, I don't get it but i think there's also a reason why when you look at the esports portion of it why it, it's only pc right you know what i mean yeah. so it's um it's one of those things that i appreciate and but also just because you could doesn't mean you should right yeah (laughs) so and and it's i i feel and and again this isn't just an overwatch i'm not a pc master race guy anything like that but there's some games that just feel more they're they're suited for a keyboard and mouse and this isn't the case with every fps but overwatch i feel like is one of the ones that it's just like no you need keyboard mouse solely um a lot a lot of things also like for me like like whenever i see an mmo on a console i'm like you don't need to be there you know that that's just me i don't think mmos really need to be on console um uh strategy rpgs feel weird to me as well and again this is a personal thing you know it's but they they feel weird to me Well, a lot of them Uh, do it 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 just it just depends on how they optimize them for consoles. Correct. You know? I mean, Correct. if they if they do it right, you know, like Northgard, where it had the wheel, you know, I could hold the button down, the wheel come up, I go, yeah. okay, I need to build a house. Unlike on a piece on the PC, where you're taking the mouse and moving over in the menu, click the menu, click, you know, and and I think that's what with Overwatch and stuff like that is. I think if you want the Overwatch, the quote unquote the Overwatch experience, you want to play it on PC. Correct. Yeah, I, I think keyboard. Regardless, yeah. I mean, if you play it with a controller good for you but you know I, <laughs> right. those kind of competitive like rp or competitive first person shooters no i you know it's one thing yeah. playing like halo or uh uh um wolfenstein you know on you know a first person shooter like that than it is something right. that's super yeah. competitive like you know overwatch you know right no it's got to be keyboard and mouse right um and I, I think the only time where i've been like okay wow this is this was a great transition um i feel like diablo did a console port really well mm-hmm. like yeah. diablo is, is really really great on, yeah. on console especially on switch like oh man i love diablo on switch yeah. i think it's fantastic and it feels good uh, yeah it feels real good man. uh so yeah that's that's one of those cases where it's just like okay you know this was definitely optimized for it um but yeah, no, that Overwatch to me is just one of those situations where it's like, man, I just, I, I cannot, I just, I, I can't, I, I will try and, um, you know, unless I'm really fiending for Overwatch and I just happen to be away from my computer, I'm, you know, traveling, whatever the right. case may be, then okay, absolutely, I'll play a game or two on, on Overwatch. But um, it's also one of those things where because I've played as long as I have, it, it's weird because, I was trying to find the words for it. It's almost like you have to lower yourself, you know, not right. necessarily in terms of like skill, but there's a big handicap on console mm. that you have to adapt to, you know, and I almost feel like that restriction is for me personally kind of ruining my overall enjoyment of it. Yeah, I could see so, that. Yeah. I mean, a game uh, like that, I could, I could totally see that. Yeah. So, um, and again, this is a personal thing. So, it, you know, and again, more power to you if you're the type to you know play with a controller on console. Yeah. But, well, and if you're you've never played with a mouse and keyboard, you know, I mean, there are people yeah. out there that's never played with a mouse and keyboard, you know, uh, mm-hmm. game like that before. So, you know, 
for them it's for like them, well it's it's weird for me to use a mouse and keyboard i don't understand it feels strange <laughs> right right yeah it, it definitely goes the it definitely goes both ways for sure um but yeah I mean, it's just it's it really is a big difference going from 60 frames to 30 frames but i will say though visually though and not so much in tv mode but handheld mode solid absolutely yeah. solid you know so it's it's uh you know but i I think the reason why I have such an issue with it also is because I look at something like Paladins, which is more or less very similar to Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And that's a free-to-play game, and that's running at 60 frames, you know. And that actually feels great on Switch. I only played, like, a couple hours of it because, again, coming from PC, playing that game a lot, you know, it was something that I wasn't super comfortable with. But mm-hmm. but I feel a lot more comfortable playing that game on Switch. They optimized it very well for yeah the whole uh not only the handheld experience but the but the controller experience as well and everything was very intuitive um over overwatch right now just mm, I, I don't i don't know and then they added gyro controls <laughs> which is oh wow <laughs> come on and they're enabled by default i i went to the practice range thank god because if i if i if i had jumped straight into a patch i i would have fuck i would have i don't i probably wouldn't have a switch at the moment because i would have probably would have broken it in half but it's it's one of those things where, like, I not only does it move your crosshair, it moves the camera as well. So you're oh, moving wow. two things at once. And I was like, N- <laughs> I disabled that so quick. Never in my life have I gone to the options menu so fast before. <laughs> but that was one of those situations where I was like, oh, no, where is the option for this? Please allow me to disable it. Thankfully, they do. Yeah. Now, if you're playing because I, I read a Kotaku article in which they said they played it like this, and apparently it's okay. If you play with the Joy-Con separated and use it almost like a laser pointer, oh, apparently right. like it's like really, really good. I can, see um, I can see that too. But when you're in handheld mode and you you know the gyro is controlling everything because you only have so much control, you know, it's like, I mean, we all have PTSD over you know those Zelda dungeons in Breath of the Wild of where you had to flip. <laughs> if you're in handheld yeah, mode, you flip you know the things around that, trying oh to. Yeah. oh my god trying to you know navigate the ball in there uh so that's why i would just knock it up flip the thing over and all right you can slide this way now <laughs> forget going through the gates i'm not doing that but in handheld mode oh my god miserable miserable yeah. um yeah that was like destiny uh, when destiny came when destiny came out on pc and i tried the beta or something like that after i played destiny with a mouse and a keyboard when i went back to it on playstation i was like man i am so (laughs) slow you know and i thought i was actually pretty decent at playing destiny on ps4 when we would all roll together it's like yeah look at me i was oh yeah then i get on pc and i'm like holy crap you know it's like this is with a mouse and keyboards totally different you know it's it's not only that but the 60 frames makes all the difference because that's 30 on console and Uh my god once it went to 60 i was like you know what i uh, it, it's crazy because like i i bought destiny a long time ago uh i actually have the legendary collection on my ps4 that i have never played because i just i can't i can't do that to myself meanwhile i have the base version on uh you know pc well i guess not on battlenet anymore it's on steam now. but yeah. uh but i just i rather just play the base version i i just yeah. 
you know, it well, just it was, you know when when I first played you know played Destiny one, it was like, well, I didn't know any different. You know, you just kind of got used to it on console, and you're like, yep, this is the way it is. It's not bad. It's kind of sluggish, but it's okay. Then you yeah. but then you play Destiny two on PC, and you're like, holy crap, this is this is the way it should have been. Oh well, I'm. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and and like the the gunplay in Destiny feels incredible too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and having that precision with the keyboard and mouse, oh, it feels so so good. It does. Um, it really yeah. does. And I never thought I would say that because I'm usually not a mouse and keyboard type of guy. I just I don't play a lot of I just don't play a lot of PC games anymore. So yeah. it's kind of like you and, know I just don't. Yeah, so. and 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 again, it's like I was saying earlier. I'm not a PC master race guy, you know. But for me, it just it's a game by game basis, right? Where it's just like I, I play Bioshock entirely on console, you know, not on mm-hmm. PC at all. And I thought it was great because again, it's one of those narrative story driven, right. uh, you know, games. You don't need, but it, I, I, like you were saying earlier, with a competitive type game, I need those quick reflexes. I need those mm-hmm. high refresh rates, and console is just not going to give me that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Even though they let you play with mouse and keyboard, I think on them, on at least on PS4 or Xbox, one of them does it, or maybe both yeah. of them doesn't now. But still, I think both of them do. But still, it's not, it's not the same. It's just, it's no. not the same. So. It's because yeah, the frame rate isn't high enough. Right? Yeah, that's just, mm-hmm, yeah, that's just not that frame rate. plays into the response of like how quickly it's uh, reacting to what you're doing. Yeah. Well, that was what was hilarious was it was just like all of a sudden I was like, brut, brut, brut. I'm like holy crap, I can move I can move my Destiny gun on a dime now. It's like, holy crap, I'm just yanking. It's like, okay. But man, once I got her down, it was just like, yeah, this is this is all right. I, I when I, on my first match of Overwatch, and I, I think this is captured in the, uh, in the, in the, in the footage that, that I got, the, uh, on, on the Switch, I actually had to go to the options, and I had to turn my sensitivity for my controls all the way up to 100 because like by default i think it's at 20 and like there was a widow maker that went to the left of me now on pc i, I just would have been at, like you you wouldn't have escaped my you know if i'm playing diva no you, you wouldn't have escaped me. but it, on switch i i swear to god it's like i was like this mech needs oil because the way this thing is moving it's like that widow maker was long gone i was just like all right take care of yourself i just yeah, i'll see you, see you tomorrow later. yeah whatever right? <laughs> <laughs> i just have to i have to and and those are the adjustments that i'm talking about where you have to think differently in yeah. the matches you know because of, because of the the uh, limitations of, of of the controller and whatnot where it's just like you know normally i would be like okay well, i would go after that widow maker you know she doesn't have much health i'm a tank I, you know i have boosts i can go attack her and you know call it a day but instead because of that low movement i'm just like you know what man i'm already facing this this direction let me just focus at what's here in front of me um it's just it's better that way so you have to twist the way you think a little bit um and that's that adaptation that i'm talking about where it's just it's super 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 weird um yeah i can see that but yeah it's it, it's it's different i know a lot of people there you know a lot of people get defensive console gamers get defensive about it but it's don't knock it until you try it <laughs> that's what i'm saying i mean and, and again like i was saying i mean it's not i know i'm not saying pc over console right. but it, it is very much a game by game basis you know yeah. so i'm not saying fps as a whole should be right you know, only keyboard and mouse like i was saying i was you know i played bioshock perfectly fine uh, uh wolfenstein actually i played on console wolfenstein 2 to be yeah. exact you know um and uh yeah i mean halo and 
Outer, Outer Worlds, for example. I might be playing that on Xbox when that comes out next week. So, Oh, yeah, um, I forgot. I need to set that to download on Game Pass. Before. Oh, yeah, I, I pre-installed that last night. Uh, it's it's actually surprisingly, it's not as big as you think. Oh, I think really? 30-some like gigs. Yeah, it was oh, that's not bad. bad. No, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Man, well, I'm, um, we're I'm talking still about 30 gigs. You know, I remember when a, you know, a game was 8 gigs, you were like, oh, my gosh, this is huge. <laughs> now we're talking 100, so I was like... Well, I remember, oh, I'll never forget. Actually, I think one of my most hated downloads on PS3, I think, actually, was Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni was like 13 gigs. And that at the time was just like, dude, that's half my hard drive, dude. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing to me? You're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now I can buy then, it on Switch on a little cartridge just about this right. big. <laughs> now, unfortunately, not the remastered version. No, but. it's not. But I tell you what, I did buy it on Switch because I wanted to play it in handheld mode. And it's even though it's not remastered, it still looks fantastic on that thing. Oh, I mean, that game's got one of those timeless art styles, yeah. so it doesn't really matter anyway. So. Yeah, I love those. I love that art style of it anyway. So. Yeah. yeah so. Um, but yeah like Nino Kuni was one of those where I'm just like dude what are you you're, like, you're killing me you're killing me and then especially like like if you think if you think uh, PS4 download speeds are bad PS3 it was horrible <laughs> I mean it was as it was as good it, it, it just it kind of takes you back to the days of dial up mm-hmm. you know and uh, I was like I'm pretty sure I'm on Wi-Fi you know and, I, and I'm pretty sure even with a, a local uh, a local area network uh, collection uh, connection here I was still and I still think place I still think Sony throttles us on PlayStation 4 when it comes oh, yeah, to downloads. Because true, Xbox yeah. One, holy fright, I'll pull I'll pull a full two hundred meg down that I you know that yep. I have and on yep. PlayStation I'm lucky to pull like forty, maybe thirty. On a good um, day. Yeah, on a good day. And they're hardwired. Day. They're not they're not wireless. I've got everything hardwired. Right. And it's just like why? Right. Why am I why am I so much slower on PlayStation Four than I am on Xbox One? It, it's it's miserable. And and, and yet I play and all my games why, on like, PlayStation Four, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was working uh at uh, at GameStop, I remember when Red Dead came out like Red Dead Two. Red Dead Redemption Two came out and uh, everyone was like, Man, I'm so excited to play this tonight. I'm like, You mean tomorrow morning? <laughs> because <laughs> You got two uh, discs no. to install, and then you have right. the download on top of it. <laughs> right. So good luck with that. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so yeah, no, I was like, I, I, yeah, no, it's it, miserable, absolutely yeah. miserable. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so. but uh, just to kind of run through this last one though, um, I've, I've also have been playing. Uh, I and I can't stop. I have a problem. Um, so well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can one. see a psychiatrist. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can see a psychiatrist soon about this. But uh, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart Tour. And uh, I I can't I I can't stop guys. <laughs> I haven't I haven't downloaded it yet. I have not downloaded. It. Somebody it said it needed to. Well, somebody said it needed to be on the Switch. I'm like Mario Kart's already on the Switch. Oh yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is brilliant. Yeah, you why, need, why do I need Switch. Why do I need that on the Switch? That just doesn't no, make sense. Yeah. Now, <laughs> granted, I, I will say this game has a lot of cool ideas that I wish were in 8 Deluxe. But again, I'm I, I'm I'm lenient because at the same time, like. It's eight, which was based off of eight. Lux is based off of the Wii U. You right. know what I mean? Now Mario Kart Nine. That's what I'm excited for. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's where all the cool stuff's going to come in. But Mario Kart Eight was so, to me, perfect. It is actually my favorite Mario Kart. Like Double Dash was my favorite for the longest time, and then Mario Kart Eight just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours later. Um, it is my most played game on Wii U. You know, um, which even beating out Smash, which is on on Wii U, was insane. Um, so. 
you know, I, I, I put a stupid amount of hours in that game. I played global, like, online mode all the time. Yeah. All the time. I, I, I couldn't stop. I think I, by the time I stopped playing it, uh, once I just finally was like, okay, I'm done with the Wii U, um, I had, <clears throat> you start off with a thousand points and you get about upwards of like 10, 20 points per race. I had, now you do lose points as well, depending on your positioning. But I think by the time I finished, I had around 14,000 points. Holy like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know whether to be proud of it or sad of it. I'm going to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, I, I played too much, too yeah. much. Uh, but I love that game. And because I have a legacy to uphold, that's why I'm playing Mario Kart Tour so much. <laughs> I got I got to go back on the throne, man. I can't help it. Yeah. And uh, it's bad now. Thankfully, thankfully the the monetization in this game is so aggressive and so disgusting that it is. Thankfully, not even once have I thought about spending money on. It. So yeah. I got to give them that. Or it's just like, dude, like I don't know who's looking at this and, and going like, oh yeah, no, I, I put I, I put a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there, uh, uh-uh. a couple dollars in this game's terms is like you're doing minimum twenty dollars and then everything else is up from there oh, you know wow. yeah. i'm not doing that no. i'm absolutely not doing that because i always think in terms of like well i could buy an e-shop card an xbox card a playstation card right yeah. instead twenty dollars and all these games on sale like we were talking about like batman's on sale right now for what six seven dollars yeah, at the so moment much. like that's i'd rather get that you know yeah, and then have yeah. money left over and uh-huh. then buy a substantial amount more you know of whatever's on the deals page you know so well it's, it's like you're talking about being addicted to it. I play, uh, I still play Marvel. Was it called Marvel Strike Force? Oh, every yeah, morning, yeah. every morning when I'm getting ready to go to work, I log in, do all my daily stuff, and then usually I log out, and that's all I'll do. Literally the other day, I hit the 575th straight log day login thing. It's like. I've played this every day, at least for <laughs> 20 minutes a day for 575 days. This is just, just crazy. And it's it's become a habit. I, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I let the dogs out, I'm just going, okay. I don't have games installed on my phone. <laughs> I do have Choo Choo Rocket from the arcade on there, and that game is freaking fantastic. <laughs> but I have, Choo Choo Rocket. So. <laughs> yeah, I have a few. Granted, like four of them I haven't even open so yeah, i don't know I have why a lot I of games installed on my phone that i never even open them i download them and like oh i'm gonna play that someday right and i never even when i transfer phones from the you know i bought this new phone <laughs> and downloaded everything from the cloud and it all just downloaded and i just went on like it was no big deal it's like why don't i erase these i don't i've never even opened them they've been on my phone for four years why am i yeah. this is so silly that that's why i'm like very particular about what i install now because i notice like i'm just I, now if i see something cool what i do instead of installing it right away i put it on my wish list and i'm just yeah. like you know what i'll come back to that if i really need to install it but right. uh the only games i'm really playing i'm pokemon masters dragon ball legends uh, mario kart tour of course um and uh, uh Sidus, which is a fantastic uh, rhythm game god my god if you love rhythm games i mean everything about that game is like perfection mm-hmm. now that that's the only game i've ever paid for yeah that game that game is the only mobile game i've ever paid for um it's like 2.99 something like that but it is the music in that game is fantastic and the ui and the art direction i mean i can't commend that game enough it's 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 perfect uh it's it's one that that is of course until the new Hudson and Miku game comes out next year, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that next year. Right. Yeah, I have not I have not downloaded the 
downloaded the Mario Kart game. I usually I download the Nintendo games, try them out, and then you know maybe keep them, maybe not. But. It's aggressive. It's really disgusting. But honestly, I'm not even. I don't even think this one was made by Dina, though, right? D or DNA is that their name? I have no idea. I don't know who made it. Um, this was another company that they outsourced it to. Um, a lot of people are blaming Nintendo, but it's not Nintendo. It's yeah. whoever developed. It's disgusting. Movies, it's so. just it's disgusting, and it's just in your face. And I play it every day. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. It, it's, it is quite literally an abusive relationship. Though, so. Oh yeah. There's lots of games like that, that, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It happens. <laughs> only if you let it. Yeah. Only if you let it. So. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into some news just real quick. I, I, I felt like we needed to touch on uh, the, the PlayStation five uh, news that came out uh, a week or two ago from, uh, I think it was wired that did another story. They talked uh, with the Sony guys, got to do some yeah. hands-on stuff with the PlayStation five. Um, uh, you know, apparently the, the games are going to be on hundred gigabyte optical discs. Um, of course, installs are mandatory. Um, you know, plays 4k Blu-rays, um, which is not surprising there at all. Um, I mean, good job finally putting it in there. Yeah, yeah I was gonna go. say, like, the, the pro doesn't even have that. I... My Xbox one S has a 4k Blu-ray That's player in it. I so. have an Xbox right. one X. Yeah. The competition has your technology. Yeah. Instead yeah. of upgrading my PlayStation, I'm like, well, I can't do the 4k Blu-ray while well, the other one. Yeah, well, and that's you know I got an S just because I liked the liked it better than the regular old original Xbox, but it was like, oh, it's got a 4K Blu-ray Blu-ray player in it, awesome. And, you know, it's like we were talking before the store the show. It's like, oh, it, you know, this thing will actually up convert from 1080p to 4K, uh, you know, on the Xbox One S. Mm, okay, well, that's cool too. You know, it's like, well, you know, PlayStation Four doesn't even do that, but that's fine. It's no big deal. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Um, the controller is going to have like some haptic feedback they talked about, um, which sounds really some cool. Of it sounds a little bit like what the Xbox one, uh, triggers do mm -hmm. a slightly different version of it. Yeah. And then some of it feels like the, it's the HD, the HD rumble. rumble. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. It was more it's like so good rumble. with racing games. Every time I play Forza, it just feels so good. Yeah, it yeah. really does. That's, that's what I like the like that with it's really I don't know cool. the controller stuff sounds gimmicky enough just like those like in a few select cases it'll be cool and be used and then most games are just it's, it yeah it's like the I mean even the touchpad I rarely use that thing on the PS4 controller it's cool when they use it like right but most right. games just ignore it but like I think it was like Horizon you can like have the HUD is invisible but if you just lightly brush the touchpad it will bring your HUD up right. and then after a few seconds it fades back away so if you just want to look at it real quick to see how much health you have or your objective or whatever you can it's like a simple thing but right. most games will use it um, let's see, what else was there? Uh, so the console's home screen will apparently allow a more flexible, uh, more flexibility on how players enter games. Players can seem seamless, seamlessly be able to boot up a game and go straight into multiplayer or if, uh, or into single player, whichever, you know, whichever you want to go to. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's kind, it of, kind of like a more robust version of what, like, what a lot of players do now, especially like Steam and some other places mm -hmm. on PC, but even just like what's on PlayStation, Xbox. Now you can kind of see what people are doing. So making that a standard will be good. Um, it was officially said it would be holiday 2020 when it comes out. Um, I I read a rumor the other day that it's more going to be like December when it comes out than November, which <laughs> kind of surprises me. That's dumb. Yeah, I figured they would have it out before Black Friday, Black Friday. but... Right. 
you know, I could be wrong. Um, or maybe that's why they're like, well, we can maybe make it, but have you on show, so we'll wait a couple more weeks. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, who knows? Um, but, uh, and I put a link to the other rumor that I'd, I'd saw around here that was... Uh, I that's a big fat grain of salt rumor. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is a big fat grain of salt. But but I say I, I say this because if they could pull this off, it would be fantastic. You know, the the big rumor is PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, and PlayStation Four games all backwards compatible. Now I could I'll, I'll say I'll I'll preface that by saying I could totally see one, two, and four games being backwards compatible. PlayStation Three games I think are going to have a hard time being backwards compatible on any yeah, system nice. because the way that system was set up so, from the beginning, the architecture, the architecture was just. But also, it's going to be like some of that is like backwards compatible in quotes is like you can download ps1 games or something it's backwards right. compatible that way it's not like you can pop your disc in and play it we don't know i mean if they could do that then how many people still have ps1 discs some do which is cool that you could be able to play it yes <laughs> yes you. i do i got one but, two and three discs and four <laughs> yeah is it going to be playing off of that disc or is it just gonna be like right. okay now you can download it kind of like xbox one backwards compatible. right yeah exactly yeah, the, yeah. O- the only thing is the only thing with the xbox one backwards compatibility you're putting the disc in there only to verify that you own yeah. the game itself that's the only yeah. thing and that, you know what i'm fine with that if that's the way it is i i really don't care so much about one two and three backwards compatibility as i do four i'd like to see four backwards the one that I would want. yeah that's the one i really want especially since it's backwards compatible with the playstation vr and everything like that i would really like to be able to you know i don't want to buy a playstation 4 pro to get the most out of my older playstation 4 games on my 4k tv i would rather have a playstation 5 be backwards compatible with the floor and it would make me be more apt to buy it day one Um, and it makes sense because you've already got versions of games that are enhanced for the pro mm -hmm. that you could just do the same thing with the five even if it doesn't do more than the pro still be better than like the base version right maybe you can even kick it up and it would just run a little better because it's got a faster processor yeah. in it too the one thing great. that i wish that sony and microsoft would do is give me a code with the game to, like microsoft wanted to do at the beginning that will allow for the digital download so I don't have to, you know, if I've got to do a full mandatory install of the game anyway, just give me a digital code with my game that will allow me to unlock that game so I can play it digitally or pop my disc in and go, yes, you own the rights to that game and play it. They could do that and still allow used games. It's just you would not have that ability to do the download code unless just you bought treat it. treat it like PC games. Exactly. Back in the day where it's, it's an install disc, you're not mm-hmm. actually really playing from it and nowadays you wouldn't even have to have the disc in there for like cutscenes or anything like you right. would back in the day right yeah, just, just like install it and play it there yeah you go. just let me do that i mean because you know the thing about it is is i'm fully installing the game anyway whether i buy it digitally or buy yeah. it physically just let me not have yeah. to get up and put the freaking disc in all the time that's right. that's the one thing that aggravates me to death about this uh you know this uh generation of games and that was where microsoft made the wrong step of saying well you know this key is locked to this game and we would never you wouldn't be able to do use games and stuff like that no you didn't have to do that you could have just said okay you could still play it physically or you can get the download code and if you trade it in or give it to your buddy if he wants it he could buy the digital rights code or whatever you know for x amount of dollars or whatever and i would have been fine with that but 
I don't know. I just, there's so many games that I have bought both physically and digitally, like Yakuza. I like to have all the Yakuza games digitally, but I also like to have them physically. Or, you know, so I can just jump from this game to that game without having to get up. The one, the, the, the VR would be the where I'd want it at. Because it's a pain in the butt when I have physical VR games that I have to go, okay, I've played this game for 20 minutes. Now I need to take off all this equipment, move these wires, and go right. over here and get this game and eject it, put it in, then set back down. And, oh, I didn't get my headset quite correctly in the screen. Let me adjust this back and put my glasses back. It's just a first world problem. But anyway, <laughs> it's... <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But I'm, I, I would like to see that come next. My, my biggest worry really um, is since I own a lot of games, I, I own a lot of games physically, but digitally, mm-hmm. like, I just, I want, a lot, I don't know why, because this is what confused me about when PS4 came out. It's like, even though the PSN is the PSN, why does every console have their own specific PSN? Like, why can't I just, the PlayStation Network, why can't it just be a unified store where it's just like, okay, once I get my PS5, everything I bought digitally immediately is under my purchases on PS5, right. and I can just start downloading it right away, versus, you know. Yes, exactly. Come on, guys. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, and it's like, I hope that, I don't know, though. See, this is what worries me with the solid-state drive. Um, that they're talking about with the the way that the loading the games will load and this and that to optimize this and that and that and this are so, how how much are solid state external drives right now i have no idea i've never priced you know never priced one so you know i mean if i want to buy a three terabyte solid state drive oh my god are they like stupid expensive yeah are they like still four hundred dollars they're uh so they've they have dropped down significantly um but if you're at three terabyte solid state drive i mean that almost made more stupid beat that's there's not as many threes out ones are pretty common and two you could yeah Yeah. but three is starting to be like it's way high on the storage yeah well okay so let's say you know playstation Expensive. Well, let's say the PlayStation 5 comes out, and yes, it's got that solid-state drive in there, but I have, and it's backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 digital or and physical, you know, and I have an external hard drive on my PlayStation 4. You know, am I going to be able to unplug that, plug it right in, and, you know, the games will all go, okay, you own, we'll check online, you all, okay, you're good to go. You know, right. is that old spin-style hard drive going to affect you know, newer games, you know, am I going to even be able to use I that? I would be with willing to bet drive? that you would have to offload it from there and yeah. load it onto your drive. Yeah. And see, that's, that's what worries me with the, uh, the new load speeds with the new hard, the solid state drive sounds awesome. I'm all for it. It's great, but Dude, they've needed SSDs for forever. They're awesome. They're such the bottleneck on the consoles for a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> and and I, I totally, I totally get that. I totally agree. You know, I have them on my PC. That's it's print, but, but you know, the, the amount of digital games that I usually end up having, cause when we get review games, they're digital games. Plus you're telling me yeah. that games are going to be a hundred, you know, on hundred gigabyte discs. That doesn't mean they're going to be a hundred gigs, but you know, like I said, Battlefront 2 on my hard drive right now is 101 gigs. You know, you're going to have to... It's all going to rest on what kind of SSD is it? Can you replace it? Yeah. How big is the default one? All mm-hmm. these things that we don't quite know yet is going to change how we're going to be able to look at it, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and that's that's 
that's where my mind goes and that's what I need to know before. Yeah. I, and to put it kind of into perspective, um, a two terabyte solid state drive at the moment, you're looking, depending on brand and stuff like that, you're looking at anywhere between two fifty and $300. Glad so. I swallowed my water before you said that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this would have been one of those items. <laughs> yeah, so that's honestly not bad for the SSD. Like, it's not no, bad. It's, but not that, bad it's also, but... Are they doing, are they like SATA SSDs or is it an M.2 stick? Like what kind right. of SSDs are going to be in these boxes? We don't know. Yeah. And that, that, those are the details that I want to know. And, and we'll probably get those E3, get them closer to launch, something like that. You know, but We'll have just, another Wired article because why not? Apparently, yeah, apparently Wired is Sony the place to, to go. Uh, it's like, okay. Does Sony own Wired? Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's check that out. That might be, you might, there might be something to that. You might not um, so the next thing that I wanted to talk about just real quickly, cause we don't have to go into a tons of it, but it's the whole well, blizzard China thing. There That's is tons of it. It's such a ratness. It is. It is such a rat. You're right. It is such a ratness. So blizzard, uh, a couple weeks ago during the, um, Hearthstone finals, they, you know, one of the, the guy who won the, the tournament was apparently egged on by the, 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 casters to you know share his thoughts on the whole china hong kong i don't know thing. if he was egged on or not but yeah like that he was... basically was just like had a quick thing about hong kong and he had put like a mask on or something right he put the mask on like the protesters wear and apparently apparently there was a video up that was translated and that was what the the shout casters were doing they were they were pushing him to do it that's why the one that when he did it that's why they ran and hid under the desk they literally ran and hid under the desk. That's why they got fired too, was because yep. of that. So there's just been a total outcry from you know Blizzard because they well Blizzard fired him. Well, first they fired him and took all his winnings, and then they came back well, about it's a week fired, later. Fired, it's banned from banned competition. Him. That's right. Yeah, banned him for a year. For now a they've year. that now they've banned him. They've changed it to six months, and I think they gave him his prize money back. Um, they did. They changed. But- Blizzard has done absolutely every single thing wrong this entire time mm-hmm. from the start of just like, oh, we're going to ban. Nobody has said anything about it at all. And then because they made a big thing out of it, it's become such a huge, huge it deal really that has. if they had just left it alone, nobody would have heard anything about it at all. Well, the one weird thing about it to me is, is you know, I, I don't play Hearthstone and I don't watch it competitively, but I do hear things you know when i'm reading things in the news and listening to podcasts and stuff like that and apparently the thing is with blizzard is there's people they're usually slow on the draw with doing anything penalizing anybody for anything when it comes to racial comments on streams or you know this or that or that or this and i mean this was like not even 24 hours and it was like boom the hammer came down quick It's all, hey, Blizzard is scared that China is going to make a big thing about it and they get money from there. And mm -hmm. they have mostly it's they have like Tencent is uh, part like investor or whatever. They're doing the uh... Blizzard. But more, I think it's the market of being able to do stuff in China and get money from there. And that's what it is. It's the market. That's they don't want to lose the because China could just go. Nope, you're out. We're not doing it. We're blocking it. I'm sorry, Blizzard. But when you finally like a week later, make a statement and change things kind of half acidly to start with. And you release this press statement at like five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, Mm -hmm. trying to get it ignored. 
that doesn't come off as genuine or anything at all. No. It, it just seems like. And then when in that statement, you're talking about how we, you know, want everybody to share their own voice and mm-hmm. you know, do all this stuff. And then immediately it's all about banning somebody for doing just that. It's like, it doesn't make sense, guys. You're yeah. not, you're mixed messages here. Well, and they've got, they've got a lot in, they've, they've got a lot in China. It's not so much you know company the the company is owned or anything by you know or interest is owned by china but they have a they have a company that's doing in china that's doing the diablo legends game for mobile um the there's a chinese company that does the world of warcraft over there um, because there's so much that has to be changed in it and translated and everything like that so they source that out over to china and then it's just the fact of, you know, Hearthstone's a very popular game over in China, and that's a lot of money coming in. And they don't want to, you know, on one hand, I understand it. It's a business thing. They don't want to They don't want to piss off China because they don't want to lose that that market and money because that's a big... Screw that crap. Yeah. Too bad. Oh, I, I agree, but... <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you risk. That's, that's what the other thing, the other, the other side of me says. You know, I, I see it for both sides because, you know, I think... What they say? I read that Hearthstone is thirty percent United States, twenty percent uh, European, and the rest of it is the rest of the world—China and everything like that. That's a huge, 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 huge chunk of money that you know they take a risk on losing. So on one hand, the one side of me says I totally get that. On the other side of me, it's like no, that's you know, it's 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 at this point, it's just a big corporation trying to keep all of their money instead yeah. of saying hey wait we still we're fine we're not gonna go under right. if we happen to lose this yes it would be a big chunk and it would suck we'd have to figure it out but we're not they're not standing for any of these like no. supposed values that they put out there of like blizzard stands for this this and this and we're like no you really don't you just stand for making money right and you've done everything completely wrong to the point that we have u.s senators who don't agree about anything both sides Writing a letter to you mm. saying, "Hey, you're stupid idiots. Change your mind. Roll it back, guys. Like yeah. you made a wrong move here, more than one." It's yeah, like, I mean, it's just... like started as a little bit of a snowball, and it's just tumbled into this giant thing where if you just kind of let it go, yeah, nobody guess. would have heard of it. Uh, you know what's funny is is they were going to do a Overwatch launch thing at the Nintendo store in New York. They canceled that. Yeah. Um, they still, they're still on for BlizzCon. Last I heard, BlizzCon is still up. They haven't released any. They haven't. They re- can't cancel it. Yeah, they can't cancel it, but they haven't Too released. Too many people would get more pissed off. Right. Well, they, <laughs> they usually spend money on that to come, and then it yeah. cancel it. Well, they minute. they usually release the <laughs> right. uh, the layout. You know where everything's going to yeah. be stuff like it. It's usually out by now. They haven't released any of that stuff, so I don't know if they're. You know. Uh, I mean, we're only, I think, three weeks away from BlizzCon, maybe two, two or three. First week of November, like yeah. November yeah. 1st or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so, I would be very surprised if they aren't very heavily controlled on like any Q&A session or anything like that. Well, yeah, they because... clamped down. Because if they don't, they know they're inviting, well, you know, all sorts of stuff. Here's back. the weird thing with the way they do their Q&A. You know, they, they, they get people, they say, if you've got a question, come over here and tell us your question. And the people come over there and line up and say, this is a question I want to ask. Okay. And then stand in line. Well, by the time that person gets up to the front of the mic, 
they could change whatever they want. There's nothing stopping them. So it's like, so how, you know, okay, now you're really going to have to change things. I mean, you're going to say they change if they. I doubt they will do it that way. They no. might have come up, ask a question, and then that person that you told then says so and so asked this. Right. That would be how they do it. You're not yeah. actually like doing it. There's a little filter in between. They're going to do that, or they're going to say, "Oh, you have a question to ask? Here's your card. Just read this question. Then that'll be." <laughs> They won't do that either. No, they won't do that either. Yeah. So you have them come up and do a facade of like, hey, this is ask. Then your actual Blizzard control person asks the question as go between. Then you can control the message more there. Right. And that'll go over. No matter what they do, it's not going to go over well. There's going to be something going on there, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's it has been absolutely just. It has been bonkers reading some of the the stuff, you know, and it's like I said, I, I, I see it from both sides. I, you know, and I don't, you know, I, I, I stand more on the side where they just needed to say, nope, forget it. No, but I, but I, I see both those sides. That's the, that's the weird thing for me anyway. It's most of the time I'm one side or the other and I see it black or white, you know, and it's like, but now it's like, well, I kind of get that, well, but. I'm more this way. I'm more leaning this way. I see why they did what they did. Yeah. I also see that that was the absolute wrong, stupid thing to do. There is no, like, I see both sides. It's like, I see what you did. I see what yeah. thinking led you to do that. And I also see that you needed some other people to say, no, that was dumb. Oh, wow. Because there was, like, Blizzard employees that walked out. Mm-hmm. Like, all sorts of stuff from this. Like, somebody in there should have been like, wait, no, let's think how people will see this. And like, now this is a bad idea. And somewhere Mike Morheim was sitting on his bed of money going, Phew, boy, I'm glad I, I'm glad I retired last year. Cause I just, that was a big bullet. I dodged. <laughs> they got too invested and we have to act quickly yeah. and didn't think about it from every angle before they made the decision. And it's bitten them in the butt multiple yeah. times since then. It's it's one of those weird things where um, I I'm, I'm on the side of the people for sure, yeah. um, if anything. But I the one thing I can see from Blizzard's point of view. Now I think they went a little too hardcore doing what they did, but the one thing I can see from Blizzard's point of view, not the money stuff. I don't care about that. Like that's 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 too bad. You know, if if you know if, you know if you're so concerned about your your relationship with this country, my thing is. The only part that I see from Blizzard's perspective is, you know, this was a Hearthstone tournament. The guy won. Congratulations. It's not really a political platform. Right. You know, it's it's Except a place. It totally is. And, it can't but, be. You see that all the time with, like, sports. So this is, like, eSports. Is yeah, like a yeah, thing. You see that with sports, like, hey, I won, blah, blah, blah. Thank this person or, you know, like, thank, I, thank God, thank, you know, hey, blah, blah, blah. They have that moment to say something. Yeah. No, not well, it's like does. it's like the football players kneeling. It's like football players yeah. kneeling, it, kind of There's... something like that. You know, they do that during football yeah. games. You know, they did that. That was a big thing they did during football games. And how many people? You know, how did that affect them? I mean, Kyle, Colin Kaepernick still can't get a job because he was the yeah. one that started all that. So I mean, or you think of like someone wins a race and says mm-hmm. something on the podium, or you know, any number of things. Like see it at like the Olympics or something, especially because you have a bunch of different people mm-hmm. yeah. from different countries. It, and you got a worldwide audience that... into it a little bit there too, just like making a statement in interviews or I'm saying it happens. So I don't see why esports should be would be any different. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess the way I'm thinking is just like you know, I, I mean you're right. You know, you do have that vocal platform, but you know at the same time it's like you know I'm 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 watching 
the esports. So I don't know. I, for me, I guess it's just like keep it professional. Just wait, wait, wait till after you're done with that. Then you can tweet about it. You know, then tweet. You can go ahead and tweet liberate but Hong you Kong. You can't and stuff like say that. that we're for people, you know, saying things and having a voice, and then also say no. You can only say stuff about the game here. Yeah. Be quiet. Don't ever. You can't have it. That's true. Uh, yeah. Big and, problem. Yeah. This whole thing is Blizzard's trying to say two things and have you know everything that they want and have their cake and eat it too like no yeah. you're, you're well, that, saying multiple things that don't go together <laughs> yeah no I, yeah and, and and that's that's why i was saying like i think what the the steps blizzard took were just too much um I, I think you know if someone even if it's something that you would prefer they not say um you you know them you know instating the you know basically what they did to kind of reprimand them it just that was too far. So. Well, and they laid they laid back on an obscure rule that you know that said that engaging in any act that Blizzard sole discretion brings you know into public dis- distribute yeah you know, offends. That sounds somebody. like they took that's, a week to flip through a book to find the yeah. thing that applies. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was going to say. It's still vague. It yeah, feels right. so mm-hmm. bad. And that's, that's what I say. That that was such a vague thing and a, such a obscure thing. A yeah. That's what you came up with, really? Okay, yeah. that's not the best way to handle it, guys. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so weird, but I tell you what, you know, there is there's some people that just, I'm, you know, they're done with Blizzard. They're absolutely done with Blizzard. And if it's, I was actively playing a Blizzard game, I would be done with it. I just am not. So I see, and I'm I'm in a weird situation. <laughs> I'm in a weird situation because of Overwatch. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. Because I, I was actually having this conversation with a friend earlier today where I'm, I, and again, I'm on the side of the people. I'm not on Blizzard's side with this. But me not playing the game after I've poured so much into it and me enjoying it and it being one of the few things that I really, like, truly, truly love, um, it's me stopping to play Overwatch I don't think would accomplish much in leaving a statement now if i had not bought overwatch already well, that's one well, thing and that's what i was going to say you've already spent your money on it before as an happened. individual yes but if a big huge group of players suddenly just drop out yeah. that completely that, affects the economy of your game correct. especially where you can buy stuff in overwatch after you bought the game warcraft would be the would world of warcraft would be the real fork in the you know the oh, fork that in the would back. collapse you yeah. know if a big you know they're they they were dying to keep people playing it anyway right. and you know for a big bunch of them people to go you know what i'm not paying blizzard my 15 dollars anymore a month we're yanking it, right. you know, and that's what's bad is, is me and the wife, usually every once in a while, we're like, you know what? We kind of get a hankering to play some more craft. We'll pay for a month or two and play some more craft over the winter and stuff like that. And now it's kind of like, well, I'd have to buy the expansion. I'd have to do this and that. It's like, do I want to give them another hundred and some dollars, you know, to play the right. game? And, you know, and, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're a business. So, you know, they're in the business of making money. You know, and uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to buy any root boxes. I'm not going to buy any merchandise. I'm not going to buy anything else that I haven't bought, um, you know. But again, when I'm in that situation where it's just like, you know, I've already bought this. I've already poured my heart and soul into this. It's also interesting because what I've seen a lot uh, grinding the hell out of this uh, Halloween event at the moment is 
the community is in unison. No one's on the side of Blizzard. Right. And, and there's been a lot of people in the chat that like, you know, I've never seen chat be so political in my life. More <laughs> more, more importantly, I've never seen chat all agree on one thing before. I was going to say, <laughs> on know? Warcraft, it was never like that. Nobody ever right. agreed on no. anything. Yeah, especially know? with Alliance and Horde. They're just like, no, whatever you say doesn't matter. Even if I agree with it, it doesn't matter. But yeah. this is, you know, uh, this is so crazy that I think you can use their own media you know their own weapon in this case in this case their games as a weapon against them you know voicing your opinion is you know because at that point blizzard there's no safe space then you know there's no safe that blizzard doesn't have a corner to back into they it's just this matter of like we got to face this up front but again it's one of those things also where it's just like you brought this upon yourselves man you know yeah. you made like the dumbest decision possible something that should have been completely innocuous and then now all of a sudden it's become this man this is why I like barely pay attention to BlizzCon. I'll like maybe read the summary after it happens. Yeah. Usually, I'm yeah. Curious what happened this year? I'm like, I want to know what is going to happen because surely there's going to be like a protest you... or something. Especially after last time when people were so upset over the like Diablo thing, which yeah. is like a non-event really, but like people get up that upset over that. This is a much bigger thing. Is it going to be a big thing? Is somehow it's going to be like conspicuously absent? No one's going to say anything somehow because whatever reason i'm just uh, curious now what's gonna you've, happen you've heard yeah, it here awesome. you've heard it here first nathaniel was actually buying the uh digital the tickets the virtual, the virtual tickets oh, no. so he can watch yeah. it all live and watch the world i'll tell you what i was tempted nah, i was tempted for that this so it's nah. not happening <laughs> no nah. no no but i'll just Maybe. be paying attention like closer to like the time it's on Twitter and things that yeah. people reporting about it oh, versus it'll... just like after the fact, like, oh, hey, BlizzCon was last week. What happened? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted it because of all the goodies, you know, yeah. like that they, they, they have a Illidan skin for Genji and a uh, Tehran skin for, I think that's her name, for uh, Symmetra. But, you know, oh, well, too bad. So, mm-hmm. not yeah. very important. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know how they recover from it at this point. That's the thing. It's like, how do you... Uh, you know, it's it's one of those weird situations, time heals, you know, but also it's it's such a... I feel bad for people who work at Blizzard at the moment because there's a lot of good, hardworking people mm-hmm. there, you know, and, um, you know, but because whether they're a current employee or an, or an alumni, you know, that, you know, having the word Blizzard on your resume now is kind of tainted, right. you know, at the moment. Um and I no. think that that's all we're seeing the uh, fruits of, hey, let's let Activision buy us. I was literally about to say that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. This never exactly. would have happened when Blizzard was just Blizzard. No. That's right. No, no. That's right. 100%. Well, it's, and it's... you see what yeah, Riot came out with their big announcements with all their stuff. I think they're worse than Blizzard, truthfully, yeah. with the way they treat their employees and stuff like that. Yeah. Forget, I mean... And their response to this is like, no, uh, and then like Epic's coming out there, it's like, we would never do this, and it's just but Epic's like what thirty percent owned. Well, how many? You know, Epic's like thirty, yeah. what, at least thirty percent of that company's owned by China, uh, by a Chinese company. Right. I mean, you know, Tencent, uh, that yeah. big company that's in yeah. all over game. Yeah, I mean, you know, Epic, Epic to be it's like pot meat kettle. I mean, you know, you're you're 
you've got money coming in from them. And then Riot comes out and says, oh, we're bringing out a, a, a shooter. You know, and everybody's like, oh, well, that's like Overwatch. Y'all are just like, oh, no, we're not knocking on Blizzard at all. We're just, uh, no, you're not. You did it literally t- days after this whole thing of Blizzard fell apart. And you're like, that's look right. at our card game. Look at this and that. You could come <laughs> over here to this side of the water and it's just as good as Blizzard. But, you know. They don't even have names and they look super rough. It was just their yeah. chance to yeah. kind of come out real quick quickly and be like hey look see we do something besides league of well Legends. in uh, greg street he was he was at blizzard you know for ever and you know now he's you know he's at riot and that was like that was like man that's just like taking a fork in you and just yeah it's like i started reading that stuff on twitter they I don't did. think it landed as well as they would have no probably not but you know <laughs> when i was reading through it on twitter i'm like crap oh ooh, ah ee, that oh, oh, oh you know it was like it was kind of one of those moments it was like man that hurts uh, <laughs> i would just tell everyone go play paladins and stuff <laughs> yeah that's it you know, go play uh, Elder Scrolls Online for your MMO, and you know, or go play, play any of a bunch of free to play MMOs. Yeah, I mean, whatever. So Nathaniel, no, not wow, but yeah. <laughs> so Nathaniel, we talked a little bit about this last show, but Red Dead Redemption Two is coming to PC. I know you're super excited about it coming to PC. I mean, I played some on PlayStation, right. and it was fine. It just kind of trailed off on it at the time and didn't end up getting super far in it because it's very very slow to start game Mm -hmm. it takes a while to really get rolling and i got i don't know i still played it probably at least a dozen hours or so more got a decent ways into it but i didn't like how it controlled partly because it's still the same old rockstar controls Mm -hmm. and then part because it's all like hey we want to make sure the animations look as pretty and then partly because it's on console at 30 fps all these few things coming together to make responsive and it's just really slow in a lot of instances and it's just like kind of fell off on it so because i didn't get that far in it i'm kind of looking forward to playing it again on pc where it'll run a little bit better and prettier especially that 4k trailer they put up really nicely yeah Um... so i don't know i'm just looking forward to so kind of giving it another shot and see if i go further into it when i can play it on something i play a little more often on yeah well when i saw it supported uh, hdr uh on playstation 4 i'm like well, i might boot that up again and see what that looks like because <laughs> i thought it looked pretty pretty before so let's see what it looks like in uh yeah with yeah, hdr it's one of the best looking console yeah. games i've made and it looks just like that little bit tweak better yeah. on uh pc yeah. well it's draw like, distances and stuff are a little bit better and... like i said last show i really want to get into the online part of it just because I like the bounties, yeah. I like the I like what they're doing online. But at the same time, I don't want to be doing something online like I would be a dentist and get hogtied and get drugged down the road <laughs> right. and thrown into a you know thrown into a creek and everything like right. that. You know, it's like another reason to be excited that it's coming to PC is what are the mod communities? Yeah, that's what I was gonna, just going to say. Crazy stuff that's coming to GTA with all the weird mods. Like mm-hmm. I want to see like flying unicorn horses and like all sorts of weird stuff in red bed yeah, you, you, were, you were talking about cleaning out your hard drive uh dennis uh, i was cleaning out mine the other day uh, because you know every time you unlock an achievement you know it takes a picture it takes a picture it takes a picture mm-hmm. it takes a picture on playstation 4 so oh, every, yeah, I, I, just, I got real tired of that. I never even think about disabling it. I should because right. I go back every six months and you know start deleting stuff and i sure. and I, I still have two red dead videos saved on my 
uh, PS4 when I was there. And the one where I came up on the clan guys and they set each other on fire. That was pretty funny. And uh, the other one was there was a cut scene that it was an exchange between me and some of the guys. And when they rode off into the cut scene, somehow, since it was rendered real time, there was a person in the street and they just run over her with the horse. Just they were just riding because it was a cut scene. You just see her go, ah! and, it's like, and I, I definitely st- had a few times with like the horse walk. Yeah, stuff. That was fun. Oh, and I still laugh so hard at that because I mean I know it's a cut scene and they, they there's two horses right there and they just run that woman over and she just gets up and just keeps on walking you know it's like just confused and <laughs> yeah she had this confused and frazzled it just oh uh, and it was like oh it's hilarious. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I can't delete that. That's too hilarious. I've got to keep it. That's, that's <laughs> but yeah, it's, I love, I love Red Dead. I never did finish it. I really need to go back and finish that game. That's one of the so, games yeah. that I'm. I'll probably buy it. I'm thinking when it comes out, like the first time, not wait for Steam. You know, say... most of my games, I'll probably buy it on Baker. I doubt I'll get their launcher. Yeah. And I'm sure, well, I'm sure it probably is required to launch the game, but I will buy it on the Epic Launcher. Yeah. It'll be like you play where it just launches in the background. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't in the background, stuff like that. So, all right. Well, cool. Well, I think we're going to call that a show. Um, I'm trying to think. We may be able to have a show on the third. Uh, I have to see what my work schedule is. I know I'm working somewhere on the fifth. So I don't know. I may have. To, I may be traveling on the fourth. So it may work out. I don't know. Like I say, every show, follow us on Twitter. I try to tweet out Sunday morning what time we're going to have a show, or if we're not going to have a show, um, I will say. You know, I'll let y'all know that we're not recording this week. A GL underscore podcast on Twitter. So, all right, guys. Well, if nobody has anything else, we're going to call it an evening. Um, and. Uh, Eric will probably be back with us next week or next show, and he'll have all kinds of cool things to talk about at the Retro Gaming Expo with all kinds of games he bought and people he ran into and all that good stuff, hopefully. <laughs> so we'll find out. So hopefully he grabbed me a couple things. So fingers crossed. Anyway, so always like stuff. So. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, listening and hanging out with us in the chat live, and we will catch you all next time. Later. Take care. Well, that's it for this week's show, guys. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on Twitter. Uh, The site's Twitter feed is at GL underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JCMeadows94. Eric's at at Cube00. Nathaniel is at Polygon underscore Wizard. And Robert is at BobbyB underscore 87. We also live stream this podcast uh, recording uh, over at twitch.tv slash thegamerslounge. Um, you can hang out in the chat, um, catch the stream early. Um, we do a little pre-recording talk where we just talk about nonsense uh, or what's on our minds. And we talk a little bit after the recording of the show, too. Um, it's a great way to interact with us. Um, we could take your questions live, interject your comments into the show. Um, and if you're a regular listener, uh, you know, uh, just by listening to this podcast that, uh, you can hear that. So 
please uh, check us out on Twitch. Uh, let it run in the background uh, so you can listen to it before it hits iTunes and uh, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, you can also support us through Twitch. Uh, we are now Twitch affiliates, so you can subscribe to us. If you're an Amazon Prime member and you are also a Twitch member, link that account. Amazon gives you a free Prime membership uh, each month to a uh, Twitch streamer of your choice for free. Um, that does help us pay the bills and keep the lights on. Uh, Matt streams every Wednesday uh, on the uh, Twitch channel, um, and he picks a different game. Um, sometimes what he may be reviewing, uh, what he may be into, uh, and you know, sometimes I may uh, be jumping in with him on some games. Uh, we both have uh, review codes for Wild West Online. As soon as that. Uh, Alpha opens back up again so we could play it. We are going to do some live streams of me and him playing together, which will be pretty cool. Um, I'm also going to be streaming some uh, live uh, retro games on there as well. I have uh, everything set up for that. I just need to find some time. So please, if you want to uh, hear new content and uh, continue to help us to grow and support us, check us out over at Twitch and feel free to subscribe, uh, especially if you get that free Twitch Prime account. Um, yeah, definitely you want to subscribe and help us out. It helps, like I said, it helps keep the lights on. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. Um, if you have any feedback for the show or have any questions, um, our email address is podcast at the-gamers-lounge.com. We also have a website. Uh, of the same address uh, where you can check out news, reviews, uh, previews, uh, opinion articles, and other uh, great video gaming content there. Uh, and we appreciate all the support. Um, be sure to uh, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your uh, podcasts at. Uh, we would appreciate it. The more reviews we get, the higher it pushes us up um, to get on that front page uh, so more people can hear the show. Guys, once again, I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you again next time. podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.